it's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Iwoo Hoops presents The Pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwoo Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to episode 4.10 of The Pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, one of the basketball coaches at Indiana Wesleyan. In our last episode, we heard from the seniors and Coach Tonegal about a two-game losing streak in December. Today, you'll join the team in their next games on a trip to Florida. Seth Maxwell and Kyle Mangix will come out in the first half and talk about the team's mentality going into the trip and what happened behind the scenes. In the second half, Coach Osborne will share some insight on the trip itself, but also some of the unique challenges and opportunities that coaching presents. We're joined now by Kyle Mangus and Seth Maxwell. In last episode, we talked about the two-game losing streak we are on, and today we're going to transition into our trip to Florida because the Florida trip's coming off of a, a really grinding stretch of the season. We've been playing game after game. We just had finals, and all of a sudden we can take a deep breath and, and get more time as a team. But, Seth, maybe you can briefly talk about what it's like as a freshman when you just get thrown into – this new thing. You go through an entire semester. We're on a two-game losing streak. What do you you remember about your mentality and how tired you probably were going into that Florida trip? Um, yeah, it was, it was the first like losing streak I've ever had as a college player, so it was kind of concerning. And I know Coach Tonegal like, really got mad at us in the locker room after the game, and we were, we were all just trying to stay positive going into that trip because we knew we had to come together and still play with joy through that. And uh, I just we were tr- really trying to p- stay positive during that time. The the theme of our group, as Coach Osborne is going to talk about, was one, and we were really trying to learn what it meant to be one. And we'd been trending in that direction along the line we were moving there, but some things arose in the two game losing streak that uh, that showed we had a ways to go. Kyle, what do you remember about the the state of the team and how getting away really was beneficial for our team? Uh, yeah, during that two game losing streak we weren't playing the iwu way you know didn't have a lot of energy defensively i I remember we weren't playing as a unit it was just kind of every man for themselves and um that's the opposite of one so it felt nice to get away and go to florida and play some teams we have we don't really see in indiana you know really athletic teams and um it was just fun to play a different style and i think refreshing for us and helped us get out of that lull so we, we won two games against ranked opponents, very good programs, teams that are perennially in the national tournament, but want to focus a little bit more about what happened off the court because a lot of this podcast is about how does what we're doing as a team and the depth of relationship translate to what's happening on the court. So we won two games, but there was a lot going on behind the scenes that was taking us deeper as a team and really creating an environment where we could be one. So Seth, as you look back on that trip for you, what happened that allowed us to continue to grow together as a team? I think just the more we spent time together, the more comfortable we got with each other. And um, you just kind of grew deeper in the, your love that you had for each other. Uh, we hung out. We ate McDonald's oatmeal <laughs> together, which was, I discovered how amazing McDonald's oatmeal was. And um, I roomed with my brother, which we even grew deeper in that um, way in the room. So, um, it was just really good to have those intentional times together, whether it was devos or just goofing around with each other. And 
we've been talking throughout the season about the, the value of deep relationships. And in a later episode, you're going to talk more about you and Evan and how going deeper really uh, was important for your own personal growth as the season went along. And I know for Evans as well. But, but let's go inside and take listeners into what we actually did, Kyle. So um, we played the two games. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we were done. And we were going to have a week off of practice. You guys were going to go home. But we had a couple days to hang out as a team, forget about basketball, and just spend time together. So tell listeners about what we did. Um, we went to, as a team, uh, Disney World um, down in Florida. And that was fun because it's just fun to get away from basketball for a while and just really enjoy your teammates. And you get to know them more. And one thing that sticks out to me um, – Seth, what ride was it? Was it Fear Tower of Terror? Tower of Terror. And personally, for me, I'm I'm very like scared of roller coasters, and I get like motion sick. But I was committed to go on it with the team, and I think everyone went on it, but except Joel. Yeah. He's, kind of, he's kind of an exception. He's a unique guy. Um, so I remember we were all we all waited in line for that for like two hours, and everyone was excited, and then we went on the ride together all like 13 of us and it was an awesome time and that's just one thing that sticks out to not only it's not only the games and stuff because college basketball is a grind but like off the court just spending time with your teammates and getting to know each other is pretty sweet so we did that and then we stayed in a mansion type house that had I don't know how many rooms it had like 10 10 rooms a pool hot tub like huge kitchen living room um, so it was just fun to stay there. We stayed there for two days and played games, watched football. I, I, think, I think football and basketball were on at that time and just did different things, and it was a blast. And Coach T is always challenging us to come up with new experiences that we can do together because it's often uh, as we do new things and experience things together that, that we go deeper in relationship. It's not always just sitting across the table uh, sharing, but actually – doing new things. And I remember we were looking around for what we could do and we came across these mansions and it was far cheaper to to rent one house that 24 people could stay in than to get 12 hotel rooms. So we were all under one roof for a few nights and it was a blast. You guys were waking up early and cooking breakfast for each other. And uh, I remember it was like, I was terrified because there was a, a curfew in the neighborhood and there was a lot of old people living in this neighborhood. And you guys were out in swimming in the hot tub till like all hours of the night so I thought they were going to call the cops on us but Seth what uh what do you remember about that time what really sticks out to me is that time when all 13 of us were just crammed into a hot tub just <laughs> goofing around talking about stuff and yeah we we just the really hot, enjoyed that the time. hot tub was like six feet by six feet and every <laughs> every guy was in there I think the water level like went down about Five feet. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. I think Coach T was mad because he was trying to sleep and you guys were yeah. so loud laughing out there. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. So what does that mean for a basketball team? Obviously, the team grew in the second semester and we went to new heights after this losing streak. What's the value of doing stuff together off the court and how does that translate to who we become as a team on the court? I think that it helps your um, – it, it mentally helps helps a team as – as well as physically because the mental aspect sometimes is more important in such a long grinding season. Um, so it, it feels nice to get away. And then after the, after this, um, trip in Florida, we took a, like a week off and went home to our families and spent Christmas together. And I think that really helps. Um, it just gives you a mental break away from basketball and it allows you to 
think about things and then when you come back you feel so refreshed and when we came when we did come back from uh christmas i think we played some of our best basketball we beat some good teams and um so i think it does help help a team in that sense last thing guys uh so we've been talking a lot about just the line versus the box and growth over the course of the season and there's always this tension when you're a coach because you think you need to take advantage of every single moment to do a drill or to watch film. But we see time and time again when we can remove that and we can allow you guys to do stuff as a team, when we can have fun, when we can create experiences where we can go deeper in relationship, when we can worship together, it actually translates and makes the time on the court more meaningful. So how does that uh, resonate with you guys, this whole balance between every single moment being focused on basketball improvement, but also the need to be able to go deeper just as men to to have more meaningful relationships and how that impacts who we are as a basketball player. Well, personally, um, basketball is a very small part of my life. Like I have a lot of passions, and my biggest passion is my relationship with God, and uh, I love basketball and I love playing it with the, the guys that I love, but I think more importantly is the relationships that I build with those guys. And if we were just focusing on basketball, I would get very mentally drained and I wouldn't play with joy probably. And just the fact that I can have those good times with my friends and just laugh with my friends and um, cry with my friends sometimes. and. Um, it really helps me just to continue throughout the season playing with joy because I love basketball, but if that's all we were talking about and we weren't talking about our relationship with God and our relationship with others, um, it would just be kind of how the rest of the world works. And um, that's our goal is just to be countercultural. This podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an I Am Third culture in a basketball program but IW Hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context. As we enter this one-minute halftime, we want to let you hear from our sponsor, Insurance Management Group, who is building a culture of I Am Third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG President Trent Daly. Pursuing the I Am Third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency. We are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. Visit us now at www.insmgt.com. Now back to the second half. We're joined now by Coach David Osborne. Coach, I want to go to uh, the Florida trip, but but let's start before we leave because we're coming off a, a couple-game losing streak that we talked about in our last episode, and we've had this pattern over our program's history of losing games over Christmas break. So what do you remember about where the team was at? Yeah, like you said, there, there's been somewhat of a pattern there of losing, and I remember, and as I reflect back, you think in this team, there was just something different about these guys, and probably the seniors in particular, they didn't want to be a group that just kind of continued into that pattern. They wanted to be a group that kind of tried to break through that if they could, and so although we had just lost two in a row, 
you got the sense that there was a hunger to go do something different on this trip. And l- l- before we get to the trip, let's stop right there because there was almost this sense at the end of the story where we were a failure from some of our fans because we've won three national championships. And the number of times this year that I heard, man, you guys just never figured it out when in reality we were ranked number one a lot of the year. We won 30 games, tied regular season, won conference, and got beat by a really good Oregon Tech team. So talk a little bit more about that because we love these seniors, and this team was so fun to coach. What did you see in the leadership and just the hunger of the guys even in the midst of this time? Yeah, I think one of the things is if you just look back at each one of these guys' stories from Trevor Waite, a four-year guy, Joel, a transfer from Bradley, Evan, a transfer from Kansas, all these guys were really hungry, and they had their own story to tell. Um, they kind of grew in this idea of identity as well. And so these were guys that were – they wanted to win. They wanted to be successful. And so through that, they're leading this team um, in in really, really great ways. And, and you see that, a 30-6 and six record um, and just a lot of growth from them. So it was a fun team to be a part of, that's for sure. But in the midst of it, when you're on a two-game losing streak, there's some uncertainty. Sure. So let's just go to the games themselves before we get to some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. What do you remember about going on the road, playing two ranked teams, and coming away with two wins that in some ways reversed the course of the season? Yeah, so again, we're used to playing the Crossroads League. We know our teams really, really well. And, and part of the, the nature of going down to Florida and, and playing a couple, couple of different teams is to see different styles and that sort of thing. So we get down there, and you know we're, we're a 99.9% man team. And we get in there, and it's, it's probably – two minutes into the, that game and it was my scout and you're sitting there like this man is not working tonight <laughs> if we continue to do this it's going to be 120 to 120 or you know we're going to be in a lot of trouble here if we try to keep up with these guys so again you just you make some adjustments on the fly we went zone contained them the second half and said hey if it's working let's keep riding with it uh and the guys were able to execute and make them take some contested shots, and, and we made buckets. Uh, so that was the first game Southeastern. Uh, we, were, we were lucky to get away with that one. And just being with Coach Tonigal for a number of years, it must have really been working because there's been situations where we'll get like 12 stops in a row in zone, and then there's one made bank three, and it'll be like, we got to get out of this zone. We can't stop anyone. You know, you just you go back to what you know and, and, and what's made you successful, and he's won so many games in man. So I remember that clearly about that game. We switched to the zone something clicks and we go on this run and, and, and it takes us to another level. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's go off the court, though, because we, we've talked with Coach R.J. Barsh in past episodes, and this is where our season intersects with his. So you were part of it when he came up in August. You were down there. Let Just take us through what you saw at, in that relationship and how we were able to, to mutually benefit each other throughout the course of the season. Yeah, I think for me, as I just reflect on that relationship and even just where I've come from, uh, for the listeners that don't know, I was a high school coach before I got here. And uh, again, I think as a, as a coach, a lot of times I tried to play things close to the chest. And uh, as I got here to IWU, um, just was blown away by how much these guys, Jeff and Greg, uh, were, were giving away. And uh, for me, that was awesome to be a part of. And so as we got to know Coach Barsha, it happened because uh, he came on campus and um, we're trying to do some different things with this greater retreat. And as we start giving away there, we just start this relationship with Coach Barsha. And obviously we get to go down there and play with them. And and one of the neat things about playing them was how he and Coach Tonegal agreed to share a devotion with the other team. So Coach Tonegal went into the locker room, have no idea what he shared. He talked to Southeastern's players. 
Coach Barsh came and shared with our staff and our players, and they talked about that in episode six. I remember how clear he presented the gospel. And in particular, there, w- there was one example that really resonated with you. Yeah, and that example he gave was he, he pointed down at his, his shoes. And if you know Coach Barsh, he's got a strong shoe game. So uh, he probably was wearing some Vapormax or something like that for you sneakerheads out there. But um, he pointed down at his shoestrings and he just said, hey, imagine your shoelace here is all of eternity. And imagine the little tip of that shoestring is life here on earth. And that resonated so deeply with me that, that this life here is so temporal. And, and praise the Lord that we have a God who sent his son, Jesus Christ, um, to pay the ultimate price for our sins on the cross. And because of that, we get to coach the game of basketball in a different way. We get to play the game of basketball in a different way. And our sins were born on the cross, and, and he wiped those away through the work of his son, and he sees us as righteous. And um, just this whole picture that was painted of, hey, I'm not living for what's at the tip of that shoestring. I'm living for all of eternity. Um, and that's going to shape and, and mold the decisions that I make here Um and that was just a, a really encouraging thing and an enlightening thing. And I think as I just reflect on that real quickly, um, that's just how I'm wired. The more that I get to interact and share with other people, that just gets me going. And again, that's what I've loved about my time at IWU. We've been able to give away, but through all of that, it just drives more relationships, more friendships. And I'm the one that gets encouraged so often through that, and it's been a blessing. And it's funny you say that because really our relationship started with that exact thing. You came and visited here. We shared, we gave each other stuff, we stayed in contact, then you up, end up on staff. And it's it's amazing how Coach Tonegal said in Episode 6, the kingdom is not a zero-sum game. When you give away, you get something back, and it carries forward to places you could never imagine. So Coach Barsh gives us this example. And then it played out even further a couple weeks later when we went to the prison. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we get the chance at the prison, just kind of have some time to share. Our guys will get up, we'll get up they'll get up and, and talk. And as I'm sitting there, you know, you're looking around the room and these are guys that we don't know all their stories and everything that's happened, but um, their lives have been forever changed. And um, when you're incarcerated, life looks a little bit different and maybe you don't have a lot of hope. But as I'm sitting there, that that story that Coach Barsh just shared about, hey, life is, is temporal. And I was able to just share what he shared with, with us about, hey, look down at your shoestring. You got a constant reminder that it's not about this life. And whatever choices that have been made or whatever situations or cards you've been dealt, um, there is hope in our Savior and His work on the cross. And, you know, you never know what's going to happen or, or what the how that seed's going to get planted. But, again, as Coach Barr shares with us, we just try to give it away. Um, and, and the beauty in all this, my dad tells me this, the Word of God will not return void. You know, and at the end of the day, if we're sharing the truth of God's Word, um, it won't return void. And uh, we're just happy to be able to be the people that pass it along. Let's go back to this uh, community that, that's developed because, like you said at the beginning, this is a prof- profession that tends towards isolation. And we think we need to keep things to ourselves. We think people are against us. We get skeptical. We get critical. We get defensive. But there's just so much more joy and freedom when you have community and you're coaching for that rather than living in the world of comparison or copying or whatever else. What have you seen from that being on a staff where we're not perfect in this, uh, we have times where we get too isolated or we don't share as we should. But what is the joy you found in being part of a community of coaches who are doing it this way? Yeah, I just want to reiterate, I feel like I get, I struggle with that constantly, right? Like that's how um, 
Satan wants to come in and just drive us towards isolation. So it's so easy for me to put my head down and just hit the work and, and not look up and kind of see what's going on around. But yeah, when you get the chance to do it that way and when you get the chance to give it away or a high school coach stops in or you get on the phone with a college coach or whatever the case might be, for me, there is a sense of joy and just this is the way it's supposed to be when that stuff starts going on. And I feel like I'm growing and I hope that the people that we get the chance to come in contact were are as well. But there's another part of the community too. It's not just all the time we have these serious, deep conversations. We also have fun together. So let's finish with that part of the Florida trip because we had a blast. And, and you hear about it from Kyle and Seth on this episode. Time with the guys where there's no girlfriends, there's no homework, there's no distraction. We have hoops and we have fun. And we just had a ton of fun down there. So what do you see both from the staff and from the players in that regard? Yeah, as a coach, that's one of the things I love to, to do is just watch our guys or be with our guys. So to be down there at that awesome house and, you know, pool in the back and going out and grabbing food and just watching the relationships start to, to form. And as you get a fast forward as a coach in the summertime, you see the fruits of some of those labors. You see guys that were maybe freshmen and, and juniors last year that are now a lot closer in some of those relationships. You'd like to see start on those trips. And so it's fun to watch all of that take place. And um, as coaches, it's always fun to get away. Um, we all have families, so when we get the chance to get away, we get to spend more time together. And um, Listeners, you might not know, but Jordan Widener was on our staff last year, and he loves the golf. Uh, and our, our announcer, JB, <laughs> he loves the golf. And if you know Coach Tonigle, he doesn't like to golf. Um, but we got the chance to go down to Florida and play some golf, uh, watch Coach T swing it a few times. That's always a, a good time. And um, just to be out there in God's creation and, and play a little golf. And then uh, coaches love to eat some good food. Mm -hmm. I think, again, I might have told the listeners this last year, I've gained like 10, 15 pounds probably <laughs> since coming here. And so I'm becoming a little bit more of a foodie myself. So those are just some of the small ways that we get the chance to just build community and be together. And obviously through all that year, I remember – uh, just sitting in the pool and talking with uh, with you and Coach T just about what the different books we're reading and how we're being challenged and parenting. and um, Those are things I think that resonate with you and uh, they're little deposits that over time make a big difference. Tim Keller says something along the lines of friendship is what happens when people journey together towards the same horizon. And that's why there's such an opportunity for friendship in this business because we're all busy we all have family, we're all working, but we're going in the same direction, we're on the same mission. And then over time, there's these special moments, just sitting around in the pool, golfing, and they just happen organically because we've created this community. It's not like all the time we sit around and just you know, tell each other how awesome we are. We're working hard and then these things happen. So how would you encourage the coaches, just as a, a last thing, a coach who maybe feels isolated and, and doesn't have this community to, to just take another step towards community so they can find more joy and, and fun in this profession? Yeah, I think it'd be a, maybe a bit of a two-part answer here that maybe sounds a little bit contradictory, but I think they, they kind of go hand in hand if you, if you let them just kind of play out. But one is there's got to be some level of intentionality. And I don't mean plan your whole schedule for 365 days, but find three to five things throughout the course of the next year that you say, hey, these are places that I can find some community uh, and then start to put those on the calendar and just stick to them. Um, and then the other one I would say, again, maybe sounds a little bit contradictory to that, but just let it be organic. I think sometimes we say everything has to be so planned that we, 
we miss out on what's right in front of us. Um, and so for me, as I've come in here, I've got to watch that play out. There's some things throughout the course of our year that are very structured and say, hey, these are going to happen. But then we're also just diving in the Word and seeing what's the Lord have for us next. And when you kind of strike the balance between those two things, um, it is amazing to see how the Lord works. On our next episode, you'll go with the team behind bars as it takes a trip to Miami County Prison to fellowship and play with some of the inmates. In the first half, freshman Tim Adetukasi will join to talk about transitioning to the team and how he felt urged to get in front of the inmates and share from his heart. In the second half, Coach Tonigal will reflect on watching the team grow slowly as one and continue the conversation about the box first align mentality. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask IWU Hoops on a future episode, hashtag AskIWUHoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at IWUHoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.